Hello, everybody. This is Re-Educating Dad. It is episode, I can't believe I'm going to say this, it is episode 60. It's catching up to my age. Yeah, I know. So, Re-Educating Dad is a cross-generational podcast started by my daughter, Little Tone, and I back when lockdown started. I think it was March of last year, March of 2020. We are now well past a year um, and uh, I'm joined today, as always, by Little Tone, my daughter. Hi, Little Tone. How are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. So this is, uh, I've been thinking, this is a cross-generational podcast uh, called Re-Educating Dad. So I've been thinking that the re-education, the way we've sort of set this up is the re-education is all in one direction. I'm being re-educated, whereas I'm the old you know, gray-haired guy. Um, feels like I should be the sage one. So I've realized... I feel like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the reality, I suppose you're going to say. <laughs> but I have realized that we can make this a two-way street because re-educating can be both a verb and an adjective. Do you follow me? Yeah, I thought that might bore you. This is part of the, this was part of what I'm talking about right here. Okay, right here is what I'm talking about. So I can be a re-educating dad. In other words, a dad who re-educates. Therefore, that's the adjective. But the original thing, that, the concept that we had, is that uh, dad was the one that was being re-educated by his youngers and betters, right? I mean, I wanted to go with verb. the name. My, I wanted to go with the name, my Tory dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that wouldn't be wouldn't be quite accurate, really. Because be, he's moving to the left. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole Tory party is moving to the left. In fact, I think they're moving f- further to the left and faster than me. So, yeah, Boris has become very left wing, and I think that's why he's so popular actually because he's he realizes that that's the way to claim as many votes as possible anyway we digress because we were going to talk about something else but first before we talk about that something else i want to acknowledge that you gave me a very good tip i did you did you recommended me to the farm program or whatever it's called with jeremy clarkson a person that I would not normally have any time for. Me neither. Um, so, and actually, I watched it on your recommendation on Amazon Prime. It's uh, in case anybody doesn't know what it's about. Of course, Jeremy. It, maybe some people won't know Jeremy Clarkson because we have a lot of um, overseas uh, listeners. Jeremy Clarkson is a big figure. Uh, uh, that's best known for being a motor car critic. So um, he, you know, he was he was the lead presenter of Top Gear, um, from which I think he was fired um, f- for a reason I can't remember. Is that right? I think he was. I fired. think you're right. Yeah. I think he was fired, and but then he was immediately picked up by Amazon, I think, or something like that. And Top Gear is being hand, handled by another, or maybe it's no, maybe it's Top Gear was picked up. Maybe Top Gear he was, was bought. He to was a, suspended. I don't. He know was suspended story. by. Um, yeah. He pu- he punched 
someone else. He punched the producer. <laughs> that, that's probably not a good thing to do. Um, that's such a stupid thing to do. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it's the sort of thing he would do. Uh, it, it, it's because he was told there was no hot food available after the day's worth of filming. That's right. It's coming back to me now. What an Thank idiot. You. Thank you. So, so I think what happened was that, was it the BBC? Was it the BBC? That is, defi that is defining the word hangry, isn't it? Is defining the word hangry? Is that with an H? Yeah. What does yeah. that mean? What does that mean? Hung hunger and angry. Oh, I've hungry never heard that. Angry. That's a sort of, you know, combo. <laughs> I've never heard of that. But uh, I think it was the BBC, wasn't it, that, that was the, the place for Top Gear. And so they stopped the programme when he went. And I think it was then picked up by Amazon. That's right. So, and then they had some load of, you know, I don't know, friends people from friends or some one person from friends and it all became rather lame i think after jeremy clarkson left but now he's do he's popped up again and what he's he's owned a farm i believe it is for about eight years or 12 years very close to us actually in the cotswold yeah, very close to you. north north cotswolds close to us in chipping norton or near chipping norton um and uh i on your recommendation saw this show for the first time last night, episode one, really loved it. I thought it was great. And I can't wait to get yeah. back and see this, the second one. So and Apparently it gets even better. So that was a great recommendation. So thank you very much indeed. So uh, we talked about the, um, you know, the, the fact that this, is, this uh, program started, this talk show started because lockdown started and we needed something to do so we could see each other. So we took our arguments, basically, we took our arguments public. Uh, so now we're approaching the end of lockdown. Uh, Monday is Freedom Day, as we discussed on our episode last week. Um, and we seem to be moving to a position where people are going to be making their own assessments about risk management. What are you thinking about the way things are going? Because there's lots of discussion about whether face masks have to be worn in supermarkets and on public transport, that sort of thing. I am very nervous because uh, the infection rate amongst people who are double vaxxed is surging. So um, I don't feel safe. I feel like um, masks are not a big deal for people to carry on. I, you know, like I don't feel like they pose much of a um, issue to to anyone. So I don't see what what the reason would be for not wearing them inside. I, I see that um, uh, public transport has said that they're going to continue with masks uh, on the trains. London transport, yeah. Yeah. I think I think the good. The mayor there's, there's no good making those rules if you're not going to enforce them and no one's been enforcing them for ages and yeah, you think, won't have traveled yeah. on a train but people aren't wearing masks no and i can't understand this sort of sort of irrational hostility towards mask wearing I, I, you know there's some there are some radio personalities like uh julia hartley brewer mike graham or both of talk radio um, and others, uh, 
actually when I think about it, mainly from that radio station, who are really, you know, they just sort of made a big, such a huge issue of it. As though as Julia Hartley Brewer says, you know, it's, she's distressed when she wears one and therefore she's got an exemption because it's, and she's encouraged other people to say they're distressed and that means that they don't have to wear one. I just don't get it. Why, why it's so, such a big thing. Um, no, I don't either. And she comes out with all this stuff about there's no, absolutely no evidence that they do any good, which clearly isn't the case. I mean, it's <laughs> weird though, because a, doc- a doctor of mine said the same thing to me. She said at my surgery, she was just like, there's absolutely no scientific proof that masks do anything. She said, in fact, once you've breathed in and out eight times, they're completely pointless. Hmm. And that's a GP. Yeah, but it's one GP. It's not the World Health Organization. And, you know, these... Yeah, but if a GP says that to someone who's not, you know, clued up or isn't willing to do their own research or doesn't care, you've just validated someone not wearing one. And oh, totally. I, I totally. I, I'm with you entirely on that. That's, that, that's quite right. Uh, but I, I don't think it's true that there's it's no... a medical science. professional. I don't think it's true that there's no scientific evidence because when I looked it up, I think there is quite a lot of scientific evidence and anyway we've all we've all known for many many decades that you should sneeze and cough into a handkerchief (laughs) which is which is the the most basic form of uh, face covering that you can have and it stopped you know what's the what's the old saying coughs and sneezes spread diseases well there's a that's sort of self-evident isn't it so if you stifle the the um, air droplets in by covering them in a handkerchief, uh, you're going to protect people around you. So face, that's it seems to me what face masks do. And I'm no scientist, no medical person, but it seems obvious to me that that would be the case. And that seems to be supported by the um, scientific uh, community. So anyway, uh, but it's all very confusing, isn't it? Uh, uh, why doesn't why are we suddenly making all this a matter of personal choice i don't see the i don't see that that's a good thing at all um so i i i would much prefer that, that that we were moving out of the restrictions in a more gradual way and you're right the, just, yeah go on i was just going to say that sometimes when people make claims like that I like to go to a website called fullfact.org, which is an independent fact, you know, fact searcher and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really good. What and does it, say? Um, it says, oh no, I've lost my place. Um, um, research suggests that masks could be effective even if they just reduce the number of viral particles that make their way into the wearer's body, which may result in the wearer having a milder infection or not getting infected at all. Because it's all about droplets, isn't it? Yes. So actually, I think that it would have made sense for them to advise people to wear glasses as well, because obviously droplets can get into your eyes. Well, I like the shields. I, I'm, I actually think the, the face shields are actually nicer to yeah, wear. Yeah, they're brilliant, aren't they? Um, than, than, than that. But anyway, let's not dwell too much on this, this topic, but uh, it's, you know, it's it in terms of, the way things are going to open up and, the, and it looks like foreign holidays, foreign travel is still a nightmare and it's very difficult to know where you stand. If you book a holiday, book a trip, book, mm. book any international travel. So we're staying away from that for the moment. Anyway, last week 
um, on our show, we discussed uh, the upcoming football final, the Euro final, which hadn't taken place yet. We discussed discrimination against fans, didn't we? Do you remember that? Um, Now that the final has taken place and England lost to Italy, uh, we're now discussing or about to discuss racism from fans directed towards players, uh, which is, of course, very, very, very much in the news. Uh, So this was a topic that you chose. So I just wondered what your initial thoughts were about it. Well, the whole thing was so ugly, wasn't it? I mean, you know, prior to prior to the final, you could see people talking to each other in the streets, getting getting all pumped about the idea of uh, our you know our male English team being in the final, and there was a big feeling of sort of like camaraderie. But you know, as soon as the match finished, people jumped onto social media onto some of the players' platforms and started, you know, sending racially abusive comments. Um, in fact, the, there was a, a mural of uh, Rashford that was um, vandalised as well. Um, people were commented, commenting with monkey emojis, which is disgusting. Um, but not just from audience members, it was also from, you know, MPs, um, I've forgotten what her name is, that, that female MP that basically said that Rashford should have spent more time working on his, on his um, football and less time on personal politics. And obviously Rashford appealed to uh, Boris Johnson about the school dinners that they were going to remove and how many children would go hungry because of them. And he wrote a, a, a really compelling um, account of what his life was like and how essential those meals were for him. And um, I think that they were really important, uh, an important part of the government agreeing to uh, provide food. Um, so, I mean, for me, this is the first time that we've had a football team that is so, has been so engaged in the community, personal politics. Um, it's a very diverse team as well that would, you know, there's been a few social media posts that have been put up about the fact that our team wouldn't have been as strong as they were without immigration because very few of them are actually English. I mean, who knows who's English anyway, to be honest, but you know that some of them um, come from all around the world. So there were some really beautiful posts that went out saying, look how we're being represented in the football. But, this racism is just so prevalent within a country that's supposed to be so progressive and, you know, forward thinking and wealthy as the UK, maybe not so wealthy after COVID, but, you know. But these were a few idiots, weren't they? There weren't a few idiots. There were lots and lots of people. I mean, you must have seen the videos online as well of, um, you know, people beating up Italian fans. You know, Italian fans couldn't even get home safe after their country won one of the biggest football matches in the whole world couldn't even get home safe after this beautiful win and they deserve to win because they were the better team 
that day. But you get you, know? you get English fans beating up English fans, don't you? So I'm not sure that that's yeah. That, I mean, they that's don't just we, violence, isn't it? For the sake, can't, of... they can't seem to like manage their emotions. They're just yeah, it's yeah. awful. What, what one thing that stuck out for me was because we discussed this a little bit when we were talking about discrimination or, or behaviour of football fans last week, and we were talking. You know, I think I was sort of saying that they were thugs, and I think you were pointing out that they're not always. You know, sort of sometimes they're quite. Um, you know, they're quite well off thugs. Just put it that way. <laughs> well, no, they're not all thugs because it's such a huge audience that. I mean, you're always going to have bad people. You are always going to have bad people in any sport. But the fact is, is that there's such a huge viewership when it comes to football that there's so many more people. So there's a bigger percentage percentage of bad people. It's, they're not all thugs. You know, my husband and my father-in-law love football and they're not thugs. No, so, no, I didn't say that. I, I said, the, the, you know, the, the people that behave badly. Oh, yeah. Um, are, are often thugs, but the, the, but actually... There are very often toffee thugs, if you know what I mean. Um, toffs, who are also thugs. <laughs> I just made up that toffee thug thing. Um, but, you know, one of, the, uh, one of the alleged uh, posters of a racist comment online is, works for Savills, the elite estate agency. Um, he actually now claims that his account was hacked. <laughs> yeah, right. It was hacked. He's since yeah, been... right. Someone sack him. Yeah. So one one of um, well, he's been arrested by the police, um, who have seized his computer. So no doubt they will be they will be doing forensic checks on his hard drive of his laptop. Um, but uh, this was posted on one of the industry's websites, you know, that where industry topics are discussed, property industry topics are discussed. And another agent wrote, you know, in response to this claim that, uh, you know, that he was, his account was hacked. This agent wrote, strange, isn't it? A highly skilled hacker, instead of stealing money, valuables, or valuable data, instead uses their skills to hack an estate agent's Twitter account to make a racist comment. <laughs> 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 oh. Which kind of says it all, so doesn't good. it? That is so really good. good. But we'll see how he, this guy fares. I mean, you know, it is an allegation. Uh, he's he's been arrested, but he. I don't know where he. Where, I don't know whether he will be prosecuted. I suspect he will be, because I I can't see that. Um, it's very probable that uh, anyone hacked his account and did a racist tweet, but we never know. You know. I've got an interesting point to bring up. Go on. So, Pretty Patel. Yes. Encouraged encouraged audience members to boo if the if the team decided to take the knee during the national anthem. Right. Now, don't she... you think that that's awfully, awfully similar, Dad, to what you said on the last podcast? You said something similar to Pretty Patel. How well, does that make you feel? I'm not um, against Pretty Patel. You know, if, you know you're on the wrong side when you're agreeing with Pretty Patel. No, I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. What did she actually say? She said, 
Shall I see if I can find the actual quote? You need to, because we need to know exactly what she said. God, I don't think I've ever Googled her before. Okay. But I'd like to know what she actually said, because that doesn't sound likely to me. That, she's, that, she would, that she would encourage people to boo. I, I Priti that... Patel says fans have the right to boo England team for gesture politics of taking the knee. Well, I'm not sure that that can be characterised as encouraging people to boo. She says they have oh, the right. Oh, for goodness sake. No, she said they... some accountability. Hold some accountability. What if I said, you have the right to shoot that person in the head? If you don't like what well, they that, do. You saying that would actually be a criminal offence because that's an incitement to violence, well, incitement maybe to murder, but certainly to violence. Or you have the right to boo someone in the face if they do anything you don't like. Yes, Really you do. loud, yes, you boo do. in yes. their face. Well, you've got to be careful that you don't, you don't stray into some form of assault. Uh, but, uh, you, but you are, I do, I would support her comment. I mean, I don't like this, polit these political acts uh, being associated with sports. I've told you that before. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. But they have the right to do it. They have the right to take the knee um, if, they, if that's what they want to do. But I also think the, that those people who don't like it have the right to show their displeasure in a way that some is more our, Some of our most amazing athletes are people of colour and they experience racism all the time. So the fact that someone might want to make a political gesture when they have a platform, like being on a football pitch at a final, makes absolute sense to me. Well, they've, that's, they've, that's grafted, they've grafted to get to that position in order to use that platform for greater good. And I have the right to say I don't like it. You, you have the right to say, yeah, you have the right to say you don't like it. She has the right to say she doesn't like it. But yeah. telling people they have the right to boo their team that grafted to get to that. They have the right to, but it's bad, bad sportsmanship. Well, that, that's just a matter of opinion. That's bad etiquette. That's no, no, no. It's not. Point. No, I'm sorry. It, that's not subjective. It's not it subjective is. to to assume that people are decent enough to not boo their own team when they have fought their way to the final. Well, I don't even like football, and listen to the way I'm speaking. What, what you consider to be decent, what another person says to be, considers to be decent, are very much subjective positions. And, and both people who make comments either way have the right to say those comments. This is freedom of speech. We have to be very careful not to... Boo! Uh, boo! <laughs> boo! <laughs> <laughs> How does this feel? Does this feel like freedom of speech, or does this feel like I'm removing your platform to have a, you know? Well, yes, a, but that's what people like. That's what exactly. People, that's what people like. You'd like to do. You like to remove. That was really childish. <laughs> yes. Well, you <laughs> said it all. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this episode, please do let us know what your opinion is on this subject, because I feel very much that people shouldn't be booed when they're doing something for the greater good of the. But you have every right of to mankind. Believe, you have every right to believe that, and other people like Pretty um, have the right to say that she doesn't think that that's good, and that other people have the right to boo to show that they don't think it's good either. Uh, I think she is a dangerous, dangerous politician. Um, I think yeah. she's very dangerous. And you're absolutely entitled to that point of view. 
No, good, and good. I would it's, never, it's my bloody podcast, and I'm going to say what I want. <laughs> and I would never take, I would never take your right away. <laughs> and neither See, would your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I've, I've got another thing to bring up. O- okay. Also, um, the, the team were invited. Stop, hmm. stop barking, please. Um, the team were invited to meet Boris Johnson at number ten, and they all declined. That's interesting, isn't it? Not really. It's pretty uninteresting, actually. <laughs> why is that? Why is that uninteresting? Well, I, you know, clearly they are people that probably are not supporters of his. Um, so they're making a they're making a political statement by not by snubbing him. Um, I would have thought it was a pretty childish thing to do. I, if they if they've got an opportunity to sit down with him and have an intelligent discussion like you and I are having. Um, you know, I think that they should do that. But I think in almost as childish as suggesting that people can boo players while they're on the pitch. No, I don't, they can. We're, she's just stating a fact that that is the legal position. You, you know, people have the right to freedom of speech and freedom oh, of expression. I hate lawyers. Freedom of speech, freedom of expression, uh, which booing is. I no, I I I I think that they should. You know, I I I think they should. But saying that they should doesn't mean that they they have every right to decline a meeting. I you know I'm the first to say that. But if I was in their position, I would I would embrace that opportunity. And if I disagreed with him, I would make my feelings felt, um, and I would explain my position to to him. And, and that's the way humans should progress. Humans progress. Humans on two different sides. Humans on two different sides of a position. Progress by uh, progress. communicating, not by refusing to communicate. Not by refusing to communicate. I don't know why I'm getting an echo, but I'm getting an echo of me. Actually, I sound rather good. I don't know, but my <laughs> my internet decided to uh, censor you and uh, cut out while you were making a long speech. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's what I think about that. Um, I also think that we've got to be careful because you mentioned about an MP. What did you say? You talked about an MP who had. I'll, I'll find it one second. Yeah. What did you say about so, the MP? I know what the I know what the I know, remember what the point I wanted to make was because it didn't seem to me that whatever that MP had said was in any way racist. Oh yes, that you that that some person one of the football. Oh, I didn't say it was racist. No. So, but we mustn't conflate. We mustn't conflate. Ill-judged. Yeah, we mustn't conflate ill-judged statements with racist statements because racist statements are illegal, and they. Oh, I didn't. I didn't say it was racist. So basically, it was a MP Natalie L. Fickle or L. Fick, Natalie Hmm. L. Fick. Right. Uh, She says that she apologizes over the penalty comments, but she literally said. It was a stupid. Would comment. it be un? Would it be ungenerous to suggest Rashford should have spent more time perfecting his game and less time playing politics? No, not necessarily ungenerous. Just stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's a stupid. What, comment. A, what a shitty thing to say as well. It's I mean, a he, stupid he comment. felt he must have felt so awful after missing that penalty. Like you yeah. could see it immediately in his face. He looked. He felt awful. Yeah, and and, 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 I th- and what was- are, as we said last time, 
What a ridiculous game. I mean, it, it's a ridiculous game anyway because it's so boring. I mean, this is, again, very subjective, but it's a boring game. You get about, if you're lucky, you get about, you know, in a, in a what is it how long are these things two halves 90, 90 minute, minutes 90 minute yeah. game and you're if you're lucky you get three minutes of something that's actually engaging like when they're near yeah, the you goal can't say, you can't say that because again it's subjective i mean i'm sure i'd find pickleball boring but yes exactly it. no no but my, my view is that it's a really boring game i explained that in the last episode but also this ridiculous idea of how you decide you might as well you might as well flip a coin Having a penalty shootout to me is the is the virtual equivalent of flipping a coin to decide who you know we can't decide because we haven't got long enough, so we're just going to flip a coin. Thank goodness we don't do that in tennis. I mean, you know, it's like having oh well we'll we'll have we'll have five serves and the first one that wins three points, you know, wins the match because it was otherwise it was a draw. It's a you know it's very ridiculous and it and it and it leads to very un it seems to me to be very unfair outcomes like this. I mean, that is not a good way. It un- it's not I a good way to unfair. decide. Well, it wasn't unfair in the sense that both sides had the same silly test, but it's, it's luck. I mean, if the, if the keeper decides to dive one way, because basically the keeper has to make a decision, right? So both parties have to make a decision. One decides to go left. Psychology. Psychology. Well, yeah, but that's it's not a psychological test. It's a it's a it's an athletic test. Well, actually, part part of it is psychological, and part of it as, is athletic. And actually, I think that it's very similar in tennis when it gets to the end of a match and it's down to who gets the you know the next point or whatever. It's very similar. Well, yeah, but you it, just it, don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't like it. You're right. Maybe you're maybe you're right. No, I you don't actually, like it. It's a stupid, stupid, stupid. You actually make good, you actually make good points. Um, which is surprising considering, I mean, I, just, considering your young age and lack of experience and wisdom. Well, it is called <laughs> Educating Dad for a reason. Um, it's just funny that I'm having these opinions because I really dislike football. But, yeah, but, well, but I, did, reason for I that. did watch the final. I did watch the final. It's yeah. just not my zen. Yeah. It's like my little sister loves horse riding and she always, a few times in our past she's tried to get me. In fact, once my birthday she took me on a hack. I don't like horses at all. It's not mm. my zen. My okay. zen is live music. What, what is, um, but what some people love football. You'll have to educate me here. What, what does it's not my zen mean? Well, as in like it's not the thing that gives me joy. So it's not my cup of tea? Is it the same, yeah, all that if you thing? want to be a, a toff. <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted it to be translated into my language. <laughs> it's not my zen. I would have thought no. that's pretty no. self-explanatory. Well, it prob- yeah, I probably should have known. It doesn't. Was. It doesn't spark. What's that? What's that lady says? It doesn't. It doesn't bring me any joy. It doesn't spark any joy within me. No. Well, it certainly doesn't um, spark any joy in, joy in me. But <laughs> it was. I have to say, before we end, um, I went and joined uh, Tom and uh, his dad, uh, my father-in-law, at the at Hastings Pier for the final. And I watched a little bit of it, and then I met some other friends and watched it in a pub. But it was really nice to be to be there and see everyone really excited and really pumped and the energy was um, 
it was just it was a sense of community that's been lost in the last year i think because we've been locked in our houses well, I and think that, that was a nice thing to see yeah i think the atmosphere is very often more important than the event so my my uh, this will be this will sound very tough like to you but I used to go to the Henley Regatta. I think you might have been there. Of course it sounds tough-like. <laughs> so I used to go to the Henley Regatta. I but I didn't go there to see the boating. I mean... It's no, you, got, you went there to get pissed. <laughs> 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 on pins and strawberries He's and cream. That's on to me. Um, yes. Uh, but the, the whole atmosphere is just fantastic. I mean, you've been there, haven't you? Yeah, I think, yeah. I went yeah. there with my friends have a narrow yeah. boat and they... Yeah, so it's, we it's, it's just the whole atmosphere is fantastic. Well, I've been there several times, and I don't think I ever watched a single boat race. <laughs> Not seriously. That's think... boring. <laughs> <laughs> Not my then either. <laughs> so the atmosphere is often very more, much more important than the actual core event itself. Anyway, we have definitely come to the end of this week's episode. It's been lovely talking to you. To our dear listeners, please, as always, give us feedback. I'm sure that you've got lots to say, as you had last week, as you did have about last week's episode. And we always love to hear your comments, what, whichever way they go, whether they go in favor of the youngster or the wrinkly. Uh, we're always very, very um, pleased to receive your feedback. Don't forget that you can also watch us recording these episodes as live um, on our YouTube channel. And we will post details of that in due course. Um, we look forward to speaking with you next time. So thanks for joining. For now, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Bye, everyone.